0: using our reach and resources to be a force for good, and we want you to join us. You can lead with love through P&G Good Every Day, a rewards program for people who want to make an impact by turning their everyday actions into acts of good. Sign up today at PGGoodEveryDay.com. Love
1: Radio. Oh god.
0: And that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, O God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God let your anointing that resonates in this place even now, God let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. Thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us uh, than he that is within this world, God. Uh, We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, Uh, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, And you're no short of your promise, Lord, Uh, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Uh, Touch us on today, Lord. Uh, We need you like never before. Uh, Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, Uh, and give us a refill, Lord, Uh, that when we leave here today, Lord, Lord, we can leave with your anointing, Lord, that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, we thank you because you are a healer. You're the God that healeth these, and healing is in your wings, and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. You're able to save our troubled souls, and in the name of Jesus, bind every demon, Lord, every demonic force, Lord, God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, We're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, We're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord, uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, More than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, While men are trying to find, God, uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to you. Lord, because we know for every right desire there is an answer, and Jesus, you that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our trouble lies, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We we need you, Jesus. We're we'll crying out to you, Lord. We we'll know that you're able to save our souls. We we'll know that you're able, God, to heal our bodies, Jesus. We we'll know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the Same husband, Uh, you're able, Jesus, uh, to heal the cancer patient. Uh, Nothing too hard uh, for you, Jesus. uh, No other God, we know Uh, we know that you're able, Jesus. Uh, We know that you're able, Jesus. Uh, We say yes to your will, God. Uh, Yes to your way, Lord. Uh, Have your way, Jesus, Uh, and we'll thank you for it. Uh, And we'll give your name the praise Uh, and we'll bless you, Lord. Uh, Yes, we thank you, Lord. Uh, And we bless your holy name. Uh, Come on, open your mouth up and give the Lord some praise
2: Thank you, Jesus Hallelujah, hallelujah Thank you, Jesus Oh yeah, that was Miss Vicki Winans this morning And because he lives, we can face tomorrow Because he lives, all fear is gone And it should be gone because we know, we know He holds our future, and our life is worth the living just because Almighty God lives. Yeah, and our life is hid in Him. We're no longer in control of our own lives, but He's in control, for He knows what's best for us today. And many times we plan uh, things. I can remember when I was much younger, I call myself planning my own life. I called myself uh, getting prepared to go to college, and uh, I could see myself driving a red Mustang, I mean a a yellow, a yellow Mustang. And I could see myself coming home from college and uh, people walking up to me who had never been and asking me what it was like. And my parents was all so proud. Because I had chosen to go to college This is what I saw in my childhood But that wasn't the plan of God He had other plans for me Because, see, school couldn't save me College could not save me Uh, Once I found Him And I understood better about this life And that life to come And I knew more about Him Yeah Then he allowed me to go back That's when he allowed me to go to college And I only wanted a certain kind of degree And he allowed me to go and get that, And come on out of there and do not go back This is what you said you wanted I'm giving you this much But I won't give you any more Now take this And you won't even use that That you went to school for Yeah. Graduated with a degree in human services management. Yeah, I went to the university, and guess what? I'm not using anything, basically, that they taught me. I'm using my life experiences. I'm using what God gives me until this day. Yeah. And what he has given me is much better than what I could have ever learned from the school. I heard what they said, I read, I passed tests, and all of that. Graduated early, all of that. But that was him, that was not me, because I don't even understand English. I speak it, but I do not understand it. I'm sorry. Many days you hear me say ain't, you hear me say be, uh, you you hear me say don't when it does. <laughs> you hear me say a lot of different things because I only did what I needed to do to pass the test. And how many know when you memorize stuff, it'll go away, but when you learn it, it will stick with you forever. Yeah, I learned how to spell the word cat. C A T. I learned that in first grade. Boy, girl, Ron, Jip, Alice. I learned how to spell those words. Today I can spell them in my sleep. You can wake me up and I'm asleep and I can spell them. I learned them. But the stuff that I memorized is gone. I will have to look it up. uh. Many days I had to go back and look up the word redundant Because in school you have to write uh, Theses and different things And I, I would write the same thing In a different way And when I would check it Because they gave you a way to check it It would come back and say it's redundant Meaning I've said this before but the things that I learned, I didn't have to go back to those things. I could keep going. They taught me about uh, uh, expanding uh, your mind, uh, uh, looking up different words so that you would know uh, uh, the meaning of different words. You could say the same thing but use different words. Um I could use this word, and it would mean that, but it was a different word, but the same meaning. I forgotten what we call it now, but anyway, I did all of that for how many, and 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 I gotta agree to this: I can write i got agree i gotta agree to that because it helped me with the words to find different words to say something different than I usually say, but it means the same thing when I'm talking to a certain crowd of people. When I look at Noah Jones many days, this is how he used all these words. Uh, back in the day, we called them big words. But when we serve in God and we're speaking to the people of God, we use everyday common words because he said the word it's so plain even a fool could understand. Even a child could understand it. Good morning, Brother Perry, God bless you. You see? So look, I looked at this. This 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 is our morning devotion we're having. And then we're going to the meat part, which we're going to talk about Jonah today. Anybody remember Jonah? But look, I looked over In Micah, Micah the 6th chapter. And when I looked at verse 7, it says, Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? How many remember obedience is better than the sacrifice? Anybody remember that? So I could give thousands of rounds, ten thousands of rivers of oil. I could give my firstborn child for my transgression, the fruit of my body, uh, uh, for the sin of my soul. But God want me to obey him. He wants me to do good. He wants me to do better. This is what his word said, do good. I read the scripture and said, oh, how beautiful are the feet of those that carry the gospel. And many times we feel like we're not preachers. I shouldn't have to preach the gospel. I don't have to talk about God like that. I don't have to, uh, uh, I've been through the storm and lots of rain, but I don't have to testify to Nobody. I don't have to share my life experiences because they're my personal things and I'm holding on to them. He said to do good. He said to go on the hedges and highways, preach the gospel. In some cases, we're going to have to compel men to come in unto God. Those that has been here a while, uh, if you remember, I shared about being in a place called Fairbanks, Alaska And I had to go down under the bridge I had to go down under the bridge and witness Never knew people lived under the bridge Never knew people would be under the bridge Never knew a whole tribe would come way from another city to Fairbanks looking for something. They they had a chief, and he brought them there. And I wanted to go out. God put it in my spirit because I saw the condition of the people, and the condition was bad because there were many, 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 alcoholics, some on drugs but mainly alcoholics, as they call them, alcohol abusers. They drank too much, and some would drink until they passed out. They they did not remember anything. While bad things was going on, they were out. Some were sleeping on the sidewalk in the rain. So I had a... It come up in my spirit real strong I had a desire to go out So I go out But that Saturday morning Before I went Because that's the date That the Lord gave me to go that Saturday And I was off work But coming up to that Saturday I told my godson about it And he was a minister And he said Well mama me and my family We'll go with you I said okay Others I told about it, they didn't have a desire to go because some people are afraid, you know. Some people don't feel like, you know, I'm ready. I don't know enough of the scriptures to go. But if he saved you, you got more than enough to do what he needs you to do. So we go on. Before I get there, that Saturday morning I woke up. I sat on the side of the bed. I didn't even kneel down. I was just sitting on the side of the bed. And I began to talk to the Lord about the day, you know, after thanking him for waking me up and everything. I I said, Lord, I was sitting there first, and I said, Lord, what are they doing in heaven? Well, what, what's going on in heaven right now? And I got excited, you know, and I said, well, Lord, what would it take for me to go back with you when you come? And he let me know, keep doing what you're doing. I need you to obey obedience, that's what he spoke, so I go on and uh, pick up my godson, his wife and his two sons and we go on, well when we get down there, I see a few people in the park and the bridge was right there, so I walk over where we pray, we pray to prayer faith, and then we walk over to the people, and my godson started talking to them, and they started coming towards me because, I, you know, I was in the van and I had gotten out of the van, and I was on First Avenue. This is in wide open downtown Fairbanks, like Main Street. And the Spirit of the Lord was coming, so this this kind of heavyset, tall Native man come, very attractive man. And he said, oh, you doing this. I said, no. I said, I'm the one that God uh, sent to do this, you know, give our clothes and food and whatever I had. And uh, he said, oh. He said, because, and he commenced to share in the scriptures. The very thing I had prayed that morning, this man began to bring it. Out of his mouth I was floored I was Look The spirit of the Lord caught me In the middle of the street In downtown Fairbanks I had a bad case Of the I just couldn't help it Right there And I didn't want no cure for it So afterwards He talked with me And you know my godson, He was right there with me All the way Because he didn't play you know, about his God, mama, know, hey, hey, hold up now, hold up, let, let me see what you're talking about. So the man told me, he said, listen, he said, we left God. He said, I left God, then the people started to leave him, and I brought them here. He said, but we're going back now, and uh, we're going back before the buffalo run, he said, and we're going back to God. He said, and we'll never leave him again. I said, all right. But they needed some things because it was, it was cold. It was in the winter, maybe around September. You know, we hadn't had the first real snow yet and everything, but it was cold. So I said, well, listen, you need a coat. He said, yeah. So my Godson said, well, let us go and get some things, and we'll come back. So we went and gathered up blankets and socks and coats and <laughs> whatever we could get from anywhere. And we took it back down to them. This is when the tall man beat up the little short man. And I could hear the demons speaking in his stomach. Shh, shh, she's going to cast us out. You could hear him talking. And the tall man went over to the side of the rail, of the river, and up chucked him out his mouth down in the river. God told me to lay hand in his midsection first. And after that he just walked off from us. We thought it was just walking off because he didn't like the word. But he walked off to go up chuck them things down in the river. Then we went on, got the clothes and stuff and come back. Well after that, every day, even that Sunday, because the chief said we're going back, Going back to our village before the Buffalo Run. Me and my godson and his family, we rode down there to see if they were down there. No sign of those people. Every day I would go that way, going to work or whatever, to see if I saw them. Never saw them again. Never saw those people again. Went down there looking for them. And it was a man and a woman sitting in the park now. It, it it began to snow now. I'm talking about it is some kind of freezing cold. If you've never experienced that weather, if you've never been there, you never felt cold like that. Colder than Seattle. I'm talking about cold. So this man and woman they they hobbled up together, hugged up, sitting in the park on the bench. And I went out there. I had bag lunches and things and so I began to talk with them, and he, the man, said, "Well, listen," he said, "We love each other, and uh, I'm in the mission." No, he said, "We don't have anywhere to go. I'm not working, this, that, and the other." I prayed for them. They, the, they gave me their phone number, and I went on after I prayed for them, and I went on and got the phone number, and I told him, I said, "Let me look around and see what I can find." Well, he ended up with a job in a day or so. Let's say that Sunday passed, that Monday come. He ended up with a job. He moved into the mission. By the next Friday, these people had gotten married and had a place to go. Do y'all hear me? After this, I went on, you know, because I was going to the mission doing Bible study on Wednesday nights, And uh, doing the women's side. Christmas would come, I would do the men's side and the women's side. God opened that door for me. I was a stranger there. Yeah. And God opened that door for me. But I said all of that to get back to this. When we do good, when we sacrifice unto the Lord, but most so we obey, obey him more than the sacrifice. We prefer to obey him other than sacrificing, but yet he opened a door where we could do both. And because we do both, he give us dual blessing, double blessing. He gave me a blessing for sacrificing, and he blessed me for my obedience. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So in that seventh verse of Michael, uh, Michael, Chapter 6, it it, it 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 talks about, you know, what you can give and, and and what God is pleased with. But look at verse 8. He has showed thee, O man, what is good. Now, he told you up here. He asked the question, brother, would the Lord be pleased with these thousands of rams and ten thousands of rivers of oil? Uh, shall I give my firstborn uh, for transgression, the fruit of my body, for the sin of my soul? It's asking some questions. But down in 8, he says, He had showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doeth the Lord require of thee. He showed us what is good. Now, what's required of us? What, what is God requiring of us? He already told us what is good. But to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. He has shown thee, O oh man, what is good and what doeth the Lord require of thee. But to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. I believe I did justly when I went down under the bridge. Uh, when I pull people out of alcoholism, drug abuse, off the street from uh, uh, being doing things that they shouldn't do, you know, maybe prostitution, uh, maybe some other things in there, maybe lead others astray, you know, there's a number of things. But I believe when I go down and I testify of the goodness of the Lord and I share life experiences and where I've been, a lot of things I've done, and then I bring the scripture forth, and then I, I, I show them how you can come to the Lord and he will in no wise cast you out. He's looking for your kind. Hallelujah. He want to hire your kind. He's got a job for you with great benefit. I believe that's to do justly and to love mercy because I didn't come down to bash you because you're homeless. I didn't come down to bash you because you don't smell like me or look like me. You don't have a place to shower. You don't have a place to groom uh, uh, personal hygiene. So I, I, I come in mercy. Because I love mercy Because I want someone to always have mercy on me And to walk humbly with God Simply because God used me I don't think more of myself than I ought I remain humble at his feet I remain lowly at his feet Not even looking at his ankle Staying right at his toenails Hallelujah So that he can use me I'm not above myself. Yeah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Look what he said now. He said, shall I count them pure with the wicked balances? We're at 11. And with the bag of deceitful weights. See, I didn't go down to deceive nobody. Uh, uh, Well, let's go to 10. Let's look at 10. Well, we may as well look at 9. The Lord's voice cried unto the city, and the man of wisdom shall see thy name. Hear ye the rod, and who hath appointed it? Are there yet the treasures of wickedness in the house of the wicked, and the scant measure that is abominable? Shall I count them pure with the wicked balances, and with the bags of deceit? For the rich men thereof are full of violence, and the inhabitants thereof have spoken lies, and their tongue is deceitful, In their mouth. Therefore also will I make thee sick. And smiting thee. And making thee desolate. Because of thy sin. He taught us the believers to do good. Taught us what is good. We're going to encounter the defeat. But we're going to encounter the wicked. We're going to encounter the richness that's full of violence. We're going to encounter them that lie. It's going to be a bunch of them that's lying. Their children are even going to lie. Their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, they, 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 they're going to lie. Their tongue is deceitful in their mouth. But God is going to cause them to get sick. And after a while, they're going to start disappearing. They're going to be desolate because of thy sins. Thou shalt eat but not be satisfied. And thy casting down shall be in the midst of thee. And thou shalt take hold, but shalt not deliver. And that which thou deliverest will I give up to the sword. Look at this. Thou shalt sow, but thou shalt not reap. Thou shalt tread the olives, but thou shalt not anoint thee with oil. The sweet wine, and sweet wine, but shalt not drink wine. For the statues of Omri... Are kept, and all the works of the house of Ahab, and ye walk in their counsels, that I should make thee a desolation, and the inhabitants thereof, and hissing. Therefore ye shall bear the reproach of my people. Or they did some stuff. They still have some stuff going on for us. But he taught us to do good. And he taught us how to do good, taught us what to do. Thank you, Brother Louis, for posting. But see, we, we many of us in the world say we have it twisted. We want to follow the ways of the world. But if we're following the, the ways and things of the world, we can't be pleasing God. we got to give up everything. He gave up everything. He gave his life up for us. He suffered a bad suffering for us. So what are we doing? Must Jesus bear that cross alone and all of the world go free? No. There's a cross for everyone, and we must tell ourselves, I know there's a cross for me. i got to help somebody along the way. I can't be scared because he didn't give me the spirit of fear. He gave me power, love, and a sound mind. Let me tell you what I used to try to do. I used to try to match up men with boys and women with girls. That didn't work. Because the church folks wasn't willing to come to help. Some was afraid of the project. Uh, Some couldn't get permission from their pastor. Uh, Some would have come if I would have matched them up with the boy mom and and the boys. Because, see, the motives wasn't right. But I just didn't want to match up men with women. And these women have sons, but and they needed help, but I, I didn't want to do that because it was going to end up wrong because of the type of women that was in there. So the, the devil told me one day, you lost that battle. You're not helping nobody. These boys are going to get worse before they get better. I bind them up. I prayed the prayer of faith. And I never played football. I I don't even know how to look at football. That was never a sports. I was interested in baseball. I, I, I tried to like basketball. Tried. <laughs> but I found another common ground that these boys and I could get together on, which was uh, drawing, doing art. Uh, they like to put together these little cars and and, and different things. And then I brought them over and showed them how to make popcorn in the microwave. And after we make the popcorn, what you could put on it, you know, a little salt, a little butter, uh, melt the butter and pour it over there. We could put caramel on it and and throw some nuts in it. Not peanuts, but walnuts or pecans, different things. Because the enemy had said I had lost that battle. The boys wouldn't get nothing good, what they would get is worse. They would become drug dealers, they would become a women abusers and and, and child abusers and all I, but I, I taught some things in the class. And they respected it. And they believed what I taught. Because they saw my love for them, they saw my mercy for them. And and, and they would come back and they would tell me that they miss night. I didn't get in trouble in school. I said, Well how long it's been? This the first day it ever happened. I said, Since the school year started, this your first I said it's the first day they didn't send a note home with me, Miss Mac. Somebody else come and said, Well, Miss Mac, I took my teacher an Apple today. I said, What? I said, Yeah, Miss Mac. I I told my mom Mama, when we get our food stamps, can I buy an apple? I just want one apple. And she said, yeah. So when she gave me an apple, I took it to school to my teacher. I saw it on TV, Miss Mack, and I heard what you said. You said I should do something nice and give somebody something. So I gave the teacher an apple. I said, had you ever did? No, I've never done that before. But did you hear what the devil told me? The devil said I had lost the battle. The boys wouldn't be nothing. The boys would be drug dealers, women abusers, children abusers. They would go to prison. They would go to jail. Now, that's what he told me. But i bind him up. Cast him and his works back to the pits of hell where they belong. And I stepped up on the plate as God gave me strength and God gave me the, the mind of what to do. He told me and showed me how to do it. I was winning every Thursday with the boys. I said, y'all want to go on a field trip? They said, yeah, where we going Miss night? I said, let's talk about it. They would bring other boys, now, hey, man, we going on a field trip, man. You want to get in on this. If you don't want to hear that Miss Knight be talking every week, you want the field trip. So come on, man, You you can get through it. The free lunch, we call it free lunch program, the summer program for children out of school could get lunch every God brought all of this to pass, and the management personally come to me and ask me to attend those classes and get my certificate so I would be approved, know what to do and what not to do with the summer program. <laughs> now, this is what his words said. I did not say it. He said it in verse 7. Well, in verse 8. To do justly. He said, oh man, what is good and what doeth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and to do and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. But to do justly, we're not just gonna consider our kids, but we're gonna pray for other kids. Well now I can't be here, there and everywhere. And I can't just give my all to your children because I have children to consider. But guess what? I can give prayer to you and your children. Look at that. I can't go come over every night and, and, and sit them down for a 6 o'clock meal. I can't go to the school on your children's behalf. But I can pray for you. And if I see something that I can do for you, I can do that. I may have clothes that's still in good shape, but my children have outgrown them. I can offer them to somebody else because the clothes still have more life in them. They still have more use to them. Yeah, I, I've attended church, and, and and there was a lady. She didn't have much. So you could tell. But she would come and she would praise God Bishop sent about I want to say six to eight men in the church To take me to the shoe store Each man bought me at least three pair of shoes Pick out what you want, Barbara And we're paying for everything When I got back, I had so many bags of shoes So I gave some to the lady. I wasn't going because she and I wore the same size shoe. I looked through my closet. During that time, I didn't have much either. But I looked through the closet, and I found what I could. She was a little bit bigger than me, but, you know, you could take some things out and make it work. And I told her, I' say "Any day you want to come by the house, you know, come by there i don't I'm not a, a seamstress, but there are certain things I know how to do with sewing. Do justly, do what's right, do what's good. Help somebody. It's a twofold blessing when we do it. God is going to bless us, and He's going to bless them. There's a scripture over in Psalm. It says this, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> For me, it means this. Put him to the test. You're not saying that's what you're doing, but you're trying God. And if you try him today, you're going to find that he's all right. I have a sister, and I consider her a good friend. And she and I talk, and when we first started off, I didn't hear all the laughter and all of this. She was going through some things, and she told me, God told her to be still, don't say nothing. Thank you, Brother Lewis, Psalms 34 and 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. So when we first started talking and everything, it was more of ministry. Now we talk, and the Lord tell me sometimes, shut up, let her talk. Let her. I consider her a friend, so I'm talking back and forth. She's talking, I'm talking. I hear so much laughter. I hear more laughter now than ever. Do justly. Have patience. Some days a lot is going on. But you you, you got to have time and patience. You, you go ahead and take it out. This over here is not as important as listening to her. This over here is not as important as talking to her. There are days when some more things are more dire than than, than our conversation because I'm enjoying it and laughing and we just having a good time over the phone. So on those days, I have to take care of the dire. But we gotta. Help somebody along the way. We got to do good. Look, went yesterday for a procedure. <laughs> got there and they told me, well, we didn't hear back from the insurance yet. This is strange. This is really strange, y'all. That's not the way my insurance works. As soon as you call them and tell them what procedure your company is about to do because it needs to be done. It's a medical procedure, and the patient needs this medical stuff done. They immediately approve it because it's not going to be $10 million. It's not going to be $10,000. The procedure may cost $1,200, but, you know, it's not no big deal with them. So I get there, and they tell me we haven't got an approval from the insurance. Would you like for us to reschedule now or call you and reschedule? When when you get the approval, call me and reschedule. But God gave me the morning off yesterday morning because there were things that were in dire strait that needed to be done. So I got those things done. You see, he's got a mighty sweet way. I started off wanting to complain. I started off wanting to accuse the medical procedure place of not doing a job. But then the Lord began to speak and began to show me, I gave you the morning off. Look at your list and see. When I looked at the list, no way I would have got all of these things done. During that time of day before the day got too busy because it's Monday. And what it wasn't done the weekend, we have to wait a lot of days, a, a lot of times until Monday. Do justly. Do good. Yeah. God will bless us. God will bless us. And I'm thankful unto him. Hallelujah. And he brought that to me this morning, Micah 6 and 8. I was like, wow. This is for devotion. This is for having coffee with Barbara. (laughs) Hallelujah. Starting off. And then today, is going to coincide with Jonah. Anybody remember Jonah? Anybody ever had a Jonah experience? And a lot of times we're going through some things. Because we really are in the belly of the whale. We're in the Matthew says whale. Jonah says great fish. <laughs> so sometimes we are in the belly of the great fish because God is speaking, but we're running. God has spoken, and we catching a boat trying to get to out of Joppa, over into somewhere else. We're trying to leave the spot that God told us to go to. We're like the world. We're looking at it like the world. We're looking at it as it's my, it's my life. I can do it if I want to, or if I don't, I don't have to. What is God going to do if I don't want to do it? If he brought you forth out of your mother's womb for that, he know the intent of your heart. He know what to do to cause you to get it done. Yeah. God knows what to do to get you to obey. We're going to prove this this morning. We're going to find out about it. So looking at Jonah chapter 1, Jonah chapter 1 starting at verse 1, this is what it says, Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Amittai, yeah, that's it, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great (laughs) city, and cry against it. For their wickedness has come up before me. Look at this. Like God bring us up for a memorial because we've obeyed him. Uh, he bring us up for a memorial before him because he want to exalt us. See, because we, we don't get weary in well-doing. We'll reap the harvest if we think not. So we know this and we keep going. And we don't think more of ourselves than we ought to. So what what happened is this. He sees that it's time for us to be exalted. So God exalts us. So now look, he saw this great city, the great city of Nineveh. And he told Jonah to go and cry against it. Cry against Nineveh, for their wickedness is come up before me. The wickedness came up before God like a memorial. So now God is not seeing good down in Nineveh. He, he's not seeing just and righteous and mercy and grace and love. He sees wickedness. So he chose a vessel. He chose Jonah. To go down and cry against the city of Nineveh But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish From the presence of the Lord He running, oh runaway Jonah Where you going Jonah? <laughs> I know about this because I've done it before I've been a Jonah Yeah I'm running, and was running and ran right to the place where God wanted me to be. I thought I was getting away, but I ended up in Birmingham, Alabama. (laughs) Hallelujah. And down in Birmingham, everything that I needed was down there. The work that God was calling me to, the teaching for it was in Birmingham. what I needed and what I needed to know was in Birmingham, so I was going to come out of Birmingham, and I was going to obey God. I've been a Jonah, but Jonah rose up in the third chapter of the of Jonah chapter one in the third verse, but Jonah rose up to flee unto Tasha from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa. <laughs> And he found a ship going to Tasha. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tasha from the presence of the Lord. Look at Jonah running. He didn't stay in Nineveh and say, okay, Lord, your will be done. Jonah rushed off. He fleed. If they rose up to flee, he took off. (laughs) I'm I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm going to leave here, and I'm going down to Joppa, and then I'm going to catch me a ship going on over there uh, uh, to Tasha's, because I'm running from the presence of the Lord, and many of us are guilty. And some of us may have said, if that was me and God spoke to me right then and I knew that was God and I knew what he told me to do, I'd do it right then. No, many of us are Jonas. We don't do what God said to do. We feel like it's our thing. We do what we want to do. This is my life. I can do it or not do it. That's not for me. I'm not ready. I don't have the training. When I went to Alabama, I didn't have it either. (laughs) But when I come out, I had it. Hallelujah. He made me offers I couldn't refuse. He made me offers I just wasn't willing to refuse. I needed it. Didn't know it at the time. But because of the offer, I accepted it. Made my life better than it has ever been. I've never had a good life like I had now. I tell him, "Thank you for that. I'm so grateful he made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Ooh, I didn't know how good I was going to have it. You see, see, Jonah didn't know. Jonah didn't understand when we obey God. That it's a twofold blessing. He's going to bless you for your obedience unto Him. And he's going to send you, going to bless who he's sending you to cry out against Or to minister to Or to pray for Or to give food, clothes, whatever you're doing Whatever he sent you to do It's going to be a twofold blessing The more people, the merrier Because the more people, the more blessing you will get The more miracles will happen in your life the more you'll see the favor of God. Why, Barbara? You're working unto him. And see, when we work unto him, we can't rely on this flesh. We got to say, not my will, but your will be done. Lord, is this the way you want it to go? Lord, you want me to come over here where these people cussing every day? They drinking around the lie barrel? In the south, they have these barrels, and they burn fires in them in the winter, and it be men around these barrels. Sometimes it's a place where people come and pick them up and give them a day's work for a day's pay. I'm a woman, and you want me to go stand around the barrel with them and ask questions? Whatever he's sending you to do. <laughs> At verse 4 of Jonah chapter 1, it says, But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea. Now look. God did not force Jonah hand. He didn't come to Jonah and point his finger in his face. He didn't slap Jonah and say, man, wake up. Didn't I ask you to cry out against the city of Nineveh, and you're going to catch a, a boat going to Joppa and over to Tarshish? I said go and cry out against Nineveh. That's not what he did. <laughs> We can never accuse God of forcing us to do anything. Our situations can cause change to come about. See, when he left, the wind wasn't uh, at the sea. Well, it was, there wasn't a great wind. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea so that the ship was like to be broken. Look, it was as if the, the the sea was angry and violent, tempted. Whoo! It was so bad that it looked like the ship was gonna be broken, probably broken in two. Then the mariners uh, uh, were afraid, a- a- and that mariners I'm calling it that that's them uh, what they call them here, uh, merchant seamen, uh, fishermen, you know. The ones that go out into the deep, they may be carrying cargo from one place to another. They may be out there fishing, so that we can have fish in the fish markets. You know, we have what we call fishmongers. They sell different kinds of fish, and we can go there and purchase the kind that we want. So they, these men, were on the sea, and so they were afraid and cried every man unto his God. It didn't just say they cried unto God. They, every man cried unto his God. It was serious business. If you was a Muslim on that ship, you cried to Allah. <laughs> if you was a, uh, 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 what they call these people, a Jehovah Witness, you called on Jehovah, whoever your God was, and cast forth wares that were in the ship into the sea. They were throwing stuff out of there to make the load lighter. What they figured was heavy or they didn't need or they could get rid of, that's what they did. To the lighten it of them. See, the lighten that load. But Jonah was gone down in the sides of the ship. Look at Jonah. <laughs> and many of us, I was like that. I went on about my business, doing my thing comfortably, like God hadn't. You know, said nothing, I sent nobody to say nothing to me and i was I, I was not looking to heaven, I wasn't trying to find heaven. I was doing my thing, so Jonathan went down in the side of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. Oh, he was sleeping good down there, thinking he running away from God, yeah. I, I started off in Birmingham doing my thing, and I knew who to go to, who not to go to, what to do and how to do it, doing evil, doing sin against God. Look now, the Scripture even says this, and, Louis, you might want to find it for me, thank you, sir. the ways of a transgressor is hard. Yet, Jonah went down here in the side of the ship and went to sleep laid down and went to sleep and was sleeping good. In verse 6 of chapter 1 of Jonah, so the shipmaster came to him, let's say the captain, came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? (laughs) Arise, call upon thy God. If so be that God would think upon us that we perish not. Look at here, you down here sleeping, O sleeper. Why are you down here sleeping like this? And, and you need to be calling on your God because we don't want to perish. Call on your God and he may not allow us to perish. But in this situation, with the sea being angry and the sea acting violent against us, we need everybody on board praying to their God. And verse 7, it says, and they said, everyone to his fellow, come. And let us cast lots. In other words, come and, and, and let's bet about it. Let let let's see who wins. Let's gamble over it. That we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Yeah. Verse eight said. Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee. For whose cause this evil is upon us? What is thine occupation, and whence comest thou? What is that country, and of what people art thou? Where you come from, what do you do? Who are you? Who are your people? What what races you from that, that, that you done brought this evil upon us? And what did you do to cause the evil to come? And he said unto them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which has made the sea and the dry land. Look at Jonah, and I'm going to testify now. He's going to talk about God now, but i ran. How many of us do it? How many of us done did it? In verse 10 of Jonah chapter 1, then were the men exceedingly afraid. Yeah, I would have been scared too. Afraid wouldn't have been the word. I'd have been shaking in my boots. Because in other words, God done told you something and you ran and you're going to run with us and bring this evil upon us. And, and, and this is the God that made the sea and the dry land. He made the heavens and the earth. And evidently you done upset this God. Who no, knows, Jonah? Then were they exceedingly afraid, and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? Why you did this? Why you come on our ship? with your problems, Jonah? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord. Yeah, because he had told them. Yet yeah, you don't run from God and running with us. You trying to kill us, Jonah? You trying to get us destroyed? And and the boat? There's too much water out here, Jonah. We can't drink this much water. And the cargo on the ship, we done throwed a bunch of it out. We needed that cargo to go with us.